Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Nights. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to put the spotlight on our trap team. Our trap team is uh, is a very successful team here at our school. It's a newer club slash team over the years, uh, led by Coach Clifford, and uh, we're really excited to kind of you know, uh, share and uh, talk about this team today. And I have three team members. I'll have them introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some questions. Uh, my name is McKenna Conover. I'm a sophomore, and this is my third year on the team. Uh, Jason Yahtzee. I'm a senior, and this is my fourth year on the team. I'm Aaron Leone. I'm a senior, and this is my third year on the team. So let's first start off with uh, uh, Aaron. Why don't you just talk about just what trap is? And so if a person listening has no idea what this, what this sport is, let's give them a little, uh, let's walk them through the elements of, of trap. Well, first you start by standing on the line with five, four other people, and you aim your shotgun at a house that's 16 yards away, and it'll shoot a orange disc out at about 40 miles an hour, and your goal is to hit as many of those as you can out of 25. So when he says house, let's clarify that. So a house is a very small little, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a mini little shed thing uh, that's a couple feet off the ground that actually shoots the, uh, you know, the, the, the orange disc out. Um, and let's talk about where you guys uh, compete with the team. Uh, well, we have two places we shoot at. One is Northwoods Sportsman's Club, which is on Golf Road, and Awaka Fishing Game Club, which is off of Circular Hill Road. So our team uh, competes in the New York State Trap Shoot League, and we compete this year online virtually uh, with each week uh, all of our team shoots uh, 50 uh, shots and they can score up to 50 and then their score is posted on the site uh, and we are virtually you know competing against uh, the league so uh, Aaron uh, this past week we'll talk about that in a minute got 49 out of 50 that's a pretty good day uh, Jason talk about why you uh, enjoy uh, trap uh, why you've uh, been a part of the team and you know kind of what your experience is with the sport well, Aaron got me into it first, and I've always enjoyed shooting, and it's just another form of it. And as far as kind of like what you're kind of where you started to kind of where you've gotten, how you know, talk about how you've grown with the sport, you know, maybe what you weren't good at, but now you're good at. What would be some examples? Oh, I improved greatly. Uh, a lot of the ones that would go way off to the left or right wasn't too good at. Uh, Aaron showed me some pointers, and I got it right down. Yeah, and, and speaking of pointers, our team is, uh, is, is pretty rich with support. We have, like I said, Coach Clifford uh, and a cast of thousands. We actually have about 11 or 12 volunteer coaches that uh, every year step up. Uh, they're members of the clubs here you know, in town, and uh, they just bring great advice. Um, McKenna, talk about uh, the importance of the volunteer coaches and what they bring to the table for you guys. Yeah, when I first started, I was shooting like – a target here and there I would actually hit and then I talked with one of the coaches he brought me aside and he was like look that gun's not working for you you're behind them you're not right on them so he actually let me borrow a gun which I ended up going out and buying later 
And he was like, just keep working at it. And they do. They give you great pointers. Keep swinging. Keep your head on the gun is one that I hear a lot. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of good support. And Jason, I think when I come out to do pictures and, and to support you guys and watch, I think the thing that's most impressive to me is just how this, how safe this really is. I mean, right. I think people get, you know, some people might be nervous about the sport, but talk about just how you guys, the training and just kind of the procedures of, of how safe this is. Yeah, we all wear uh, eye protection, ear protection. A lot of us been shooting for a long time, so we know what to do and what not to do. And, you know, and elaborate a little bit more on that too, Aaron, as far as just kind of how you guys rotate and how, you know, every year how the coaches kind of go through all of those safety pieces. Well, first we start, and if it's your first year, you go to a, a training class and you learn that after every five shots, you move down the station. And if you go from station five to station one, you keep your barrel pointed at the ground away from people at all times. And your barrel is always pointed downrange towards the targets. Yeah, and it's uh, it's impressive to watch. I mean, it, it's it's very regiment, um, and it's very smooth, and it, and it, and it works really well. And I think you know, kudos to our coaches, and, and even more kudos to our our knights that just do a great job in in, in maintaining a safe environment. You know, at at, at the club, um, uh, kind of talk about just how again I think you know our team is made up of boys and girls. You know, and I think you know stereotypically people would look at this as a guy's sport. Right. You know, talk about how it's not a guy's sport and how we have have had some really good, successful uh, girls on the team as well. Yeah, I've noticed that some of the females that are just starting out, like they're really coming along very quickly. I actually I shot with one. I brought her aside and I let her just shoot with me. And she went from really not shooting too great to being like I'm hitting every target that's coming out of this house. And the guys really do dominate, but the females are coming up strong. We're, we're pushing. Yeah, and I think that, like, I, I can't um, encourage any boy or girl out there, you know, to think about, you know, joining this club moving forward. You can come up here with, you know, like Jason was saying, zero experience, you know, or to a person that's been shooting a gun your whole life. But it's a great opportunity to learn a sport with so much support, you know. And if you don't have a gun, if you don't have any idea, this is a great way to jump in. Jason, talk about kind of the, the culture of the group and, you know, kind of how you guys, it's, it's kind of like a family atmosphere out there and how it's really cool to gather together and, and do this. Oh, yeah. We're all good friends. You know, we'll, we'll talk afterwards. We give each other pointers. It's a good time. Now, Aaron has had some pretty big success here. Jason's kind of referenced him a, a little bit as far as like how he's helped him. You know, Aaron in uh, 2019 went out to the National Shoot uh, High School. He's, uh, he's placed uh, here in New York State. He's had some pretty big time success. And, you know, Aaron's also a really good bowler too. So he's kind of got, you know, some pretty cool uh, skill sets here. Um, Aaron, talk to us about your success with Trap. Kind of like where did it start? You know, how have you gotten yourself to, you know, to an elite level, uh, you know, you know, competing at, at a very high level? Well, I, it all started with my grandpa. I've watched him trap shoot since I was four years old. And when I turned 12, he finally took me out and started shooting. And I was all right. And then I got a, a newer gun and I started practicing. And since I started practicing, I've probably shot over 10,000 rounds or more. And when you go to the state level... Uh, shoot and the national level shoot talk about like what those experiences were and kind of what you saw 
you know, what's the, the quality of shooters there and just kind of that vibe? Um, if you want to win at that level, you have to shoot a perfect score. It's uh, first three plays. First three places were all 200 straights at nationals, and I ended with a 196 and ended up in 73rd place. Yeah, which is so. crazy. So I mean, a 196 out of 200 puts you at you know 73, which you've only you missed four birds. It's just unbelievable. So as far as uh, this year, you just this past week, if you follow us on social media, would have saw that Aaron on Monday uh, got his first 25 straight patch. Talk about the patches and, and kind of what you know people are, are competing for. Well, it's, uh, it's a very cool thing to shoot a perfect score because it doesn't happen that often. That was my second 25 in the school league. And um, it's just a, always a fun thing to shoot when you shoot a perfect score. It's a real confidence booster. Yeah, and it's cool to see you guys get those patches, and I think that's you know that, that's a nice little uh, you know notch on on the belt, so to say, uh, in the right direction. Um, McKenna, talk about your gun. Um, you know what, why you chose it, uh, what what's unique about it, and maybe the style that you uh, you know or things that you wear when you like when you compete. Uh, yeah, I have a Remington 1187, which I started shooting one of the coach's guns. And then I was like, Dad, we got to get one. Like, this has really changed my shooting. And then a couple weeks later, he was like, you know what? The stock isn't right. So we went out and we bought an adjustable stock, which we've adjusted six times since I've gotten it. And I think it really does help to have a gun that's fit to you. Because if it's not fit to you, you're going to get kicked hard and it's just it's a mess and then I wear just a belt and then my shooting glasses my hearing protection and a hat because the sun and the rain can really hurt your eyes and how about you Jason talk about your your gun and your equipment uh, I have a Winchester SXP 12 gauge with the race stock and race comb definitely helps when you're moving and then we got the pitters for eye protection um, I shoot a Browning Satori. It's a double barrel, and it's over-under, which means the barrel are on top of each other. And um, I started with a Remington 870, but as I grew, I definitely needed a longer gun. And um, I ended up getting that one for my grandpa, and that has helped improve my scores 100%. Yeah, it's a, you guys all have really nice guns. It's it's fun to see the diversity that you guys, you know, our team brings with the different types of guns. But um, yeah, definitely some some great quality looking uh, guns. Jason, uh, do you have a preference between e either club to shoot at, and, and and if so, what what you know, like why would you, you know, rather shoot at a certain location? I prefer a Wacka. I like the background a lot better in Northwoods. It's uh, it's a little more how would you word it um, constant. Yep. And then Northwoods, you got all different mixtures of background. Okay. And how, and how about you, McKenna? Exactly the same. A wacka. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of an Awaka shooter. Just the background is a lot more consistent. But Northwoods is still a great place to shoot. Yeah, yeah I mean, I... I haven't shot yet. It's one of my, you know, it's one of my bucket uh, lists. Is I would, I, I want to get in this sport. My uh, oldest son is like all about, you know, wanting to get in this. So I'm really excited to kind of come into with him. Uh, but it, having batted both clubs, I mean, they both seem to bring cool, unique, a, you know, actions. Obviously, that back, you know, that backdrop up there is 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 obviously inviting. But Northwoods better bring your A game. I mean, the wind's coming in there. Uh, you know, a lot of different looks. 
Talk about, uh, Jason, the wind and how that plays a factor, you know, at each club or just on any given day. Oh, yeah. If you get strong wind, I remember a couple weeks ago, and the wind was moving pretty quick, and those birds will just fly right from you. And, and McKenna, do you have a preference? Like, is it, you know, do you like just a nice, calm day with no sun? I mean, is there any, you know, like perfect, ideal conditions for you when you would shoot? I like it nice, sunny still, but it does make it fun if you're shooting in the wind and the rain. And not if it's like for a score, but if you're just going out to mess around, sometimes it's a good time to have the wind blowing the birds everywhere. Sure. How about you, Aaron? I prefer to shoot in warm temperature with a little cloudiness so the sun's not right in your eyes because that can definitely have a big effect on how well you can see the birds is how bright the sun is and if it's right in your eyes. Cool. Last question. Uh, and I'm going to ask the same one to all three. Uh, you're your most favorite, uh, you know, trap shooting experience. So like maybe your best score, where you were, um, you know, like, or maybe that was, uh, you had, you know, got a, uh, 10, you know, 10, 15 in a row, your, you know, whatever it might be. So think about it for one second, Aaron, we'll talk with you first, your, your all time ultimate, you know, best experience on trap team. Um, my best experience was probably the first time I ever shot a 25 was at, Northwoods with the trap team and it was just I've been trying to do that I was trying to do that for two or three years and I uh, finally did it and it was just a very cool experience April 22nd 2018 I actually looked it up because I pulled that picture <laughs> up so April 22nd 2018 yeah that was good you definitely have grown a little bit since that day so uh, but that's really cool to see you come back and do that plus the hair looks you know much more fuller than you know how you used to have it <laughs> How about you, Jason? Uh, my favorite had been when we went to the States our first year to go to Cicero, and it was constant shooting all day. There was a good 600 people there, and all we did was shot all day. Yeah, that seemed to be an awesome experience. Like, how cool was it to just see so many different people that day and be a part of that? Oh, it was neat. I mean, there was, was it 25 trap houses? And it yep. was, oh, yeah, good time. That's awesome. How about you, McKenna? Um, I think my most memorable thing is when I shot the Roadrunner just over the summer and it was just it was all day you were shooting and I actually got to shoot a Parazzi which was pretty exciting and I hadn't been out for a while so for me to go out and just shoot as well as I did that day I was pretty happy. That's awesome. Really cool. A uh, little unknown fact about Mr. McArdle is that one of my best friends in high school uh, was a trap shooter. We didn't have a team in, in, in my high school, but he individually uh, competed. His name's Chris Comstock. Giving a shout out to him. Lives in uh, out in uh, uh, Denver these days. But he was a he won the state championship back in the in the '90s and uh, in, in his age bracket and was really good. I think he might have won a couple times, but unbelievable shooter. And uh, I, I'm gonna definitely make sure he listens to this because I'm sure he'll be proud to see what the Leroy Knights are doing. So. Really good stuff. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. We look forward to getting out to more uh, trap shoot uh, days. And if you are a person that wants to know more about this, make sure to see any of these three, any guys on the team, uh, ladies on the team, and Coach Clifford. They will definitely hook you up. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to uh, bring on and put the spotlight on the National Technical Honor Society. Uh, this year at BOCES, we had six knights be inducted uh, into the NTHS, and I'm a huge fan of the NTHS because not only are students that go to BOCES uh, going into this that are excelling in the classroom, but they've taken the initiative to go through this process 
to be inducted and go through an application, which is uh, something that you have to do a little bit more of to do it. So I'm always excited to, to get our students to do it and to see who uh, makes it out and gets inducted. And this year, like I said, we had six. If you missed our post on social media this week, make sure to check out the picture to see all of our students. But for our podcast this week, I was able to uh, land two interviews. They cleared their schedule, and here they are. So I'll have uh, our two of our nights that made the NTHS introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some questions. I'm David Greasy. I'm in 11th grade, and I'm in custom collision and repair. And I'm Michaela Grant. I'm also in 11th grade, and I'm in criminal justice. All right, so Michaela, uh, let's, start, let's start with you in, in uh, criminal justice. Talk about uh, what, what drew you to the program um, and, and why you chose to, to get into it and what you like about it so far. Um, I chose the program because in criminal justice, there's many fields you can choose from. So I chose that just to learn more information about everything that criminal justice has to offer. And I really like the program because um, we learn a lot and we do a lot of fun things and activities in the classroom. And it's like um, educational, but um, it's also really fun too. So you must have that feeling of when you go to BOCES, which this year is two days a week, Thursday and Friday, full day. Normally, it's half day every day. But when you go over there, it's almost maybe like it doesn't even feel like you're going to school. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's awesome. Because when you can match that, it's kind of like, it's, it, I always like to compare that to when you're, in, you know, when you're out in the real world in your career. People say, I feel like I haven't worked a day, you know, a day in my life because I enjoy what I'm doing. And that's cool to hear you say that because I think that's what, when you said that, it brought that to my mind. So that's awesome. David, talk about your experience so far, why you, you know, why you chose, you know, that, that route and what excites you about that career. Well, I really like it so far. It's pretty great. Everyone there is all right. Took them a while to get warmed up to everyone new coming in, but it was all right. I mean, I wasn't sure at first when I went to BOCES because my grades are pretty good here at school. Not that that should make a difference, but I went, and it was pretty slow at the start, but then we've gotten going, and it's pretty good. Now, as far as the, you know, the, the collision side, is there a certain skill, something that you really have, have honed in or that you seem to be maybe natural at that you, that you really like to do? So what I do this year at BOCES, which is odd because it's normally not juniors that do it, is I'm the painter. For BOCES so I'm the guy that paints everything that goes through so that's awesome yeah so talk about like is that something that was just given to you as an opportunity or is that a passion that you have or you maybe have some uh, previous experience uh, I have some previous experience from at home but he did offer it because no seniors wanted to do it or wanted to learn it so he gave it the option to all the juniors and I guess I'm the one who got picked for it so that's awesome. That's uh, that's great news. So, do you plan on maybe doing that again next year as well, and really honing that in, or looking to do something different? Yeah, I'm planning on going back to auto body and being a painter there. Awesome, Michaela. You know, so now that you've had almost a full year in, kind of seeing all the different avenues that criminal justice is, I think you know some people that maybe don't think about it fully. You know, think oh, criminal justice, police. But I mean, like police is like you know, the, the obvious, right? I mean, there's just so many, you know, branches of opportunities. And, you know, have you been able to kind of, have you allowed your mind to kind of go down the path of where you would think you would go? Yeah, um, I've definitely thought more about, like, the justice system, like being a lawyer going to law school, or um, a new one is Homeland Security, which is, like, just about, like, crisis and the crisis management of, like, 
um, home problems, homeland problems. Talk about how cool it is to, to not only jump into something that like everything that happens you're interested in, but also doing it with students from all over the region and kind of how that, you know, um, I guess maybe uh, bolsters your experience there. Um, it's a lot of fun um, being able to um, like communicate with other students like around different schools and stuff. And you make a lot of good friends and new bonds and stuff. And then you can also see like where they're passionate about and learn more through there. And, it, you know, kind of watching and seeing, I mean, there's been obviously lots of uh, things in the news around, you know, you know, criminal justice and uh, criminal justice reform and just so many different things. I mean, I can only imagine what happens in the classroom now with just kind of how all of those things are happening and across all branches of life and, and all departments, you know, kind of, you know, as you kind of look at, you know, this profession, I mean, does that get you even more excited to kind of be a part of that? Yeah, it definitely um, makes me more excited and makes me want to be like more part of it and just to help for change and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, David, you know, if you could today have to make a decision of what you're going to do for your career with the experience that you have right now, what would that be? And, you know, kind of like what is that dream vision for you if you've allowed yourself to think about that? Well, I think that I'd probably go into the auto body, like, I don't know what you call it, their field. Yeah. And then I'd probably try. You're never, you're never going to start off as a painter because that's pretty much the top spot, I think. So I'd probably start off as a lower end, which I can do. It's something that we have learned up there. And I think that that's pretty much a, where the top of the line is, is being the painter for a place like that. That's awesome. Now, what would you like, so there, I don't want to give away the answer, but I could guess about what some of the skills that you really need to have outside of just the actual applying of paint. I mean, talk about, you know, that skill set. When you, if I were to go to a top you know, body mechanic area, and I walked in and I, I and I, you know, put put my hand and shook a pro in there that does this every day. What do you think they're really looking to hire in a person like you, a, a person that's coming out of the market looking to get a job? What would you assume is the top skills characteristics that you would need to get that job? I think that they're looking for someone who's really particular and that's just very patient because it takes a lot of patience and balance. Just your arm, you have to really be ready for it because it's not as easy as it looks. So I always like to ask people that are like that, does that equate that your bedroom at your house is super clean? You make your bed every day is it or, or no? Uh, I think it probably would because you really have to be a certain type of person to want to do that. Yeah, so so your, your room is clean right now? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's what I like to hear. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's cool because I think, uh, you know, like you said, it, it's – those habits in your life aren't just on the job, but they're going to be clean car, clean bedroom, you know, those types of de the details of, yeah, of, of what you do. Very particular. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I would hire that. So that, that's good. All right. So Michaela, um, biggest challenge that you face over at BOCES, you know, like, you know, as far as the brain, you know, like, you know, you know, the, the, the sweat of the brain, what has been the toughest challenge in learning the material or the different experiences or projects what would be something that's been you know that maybe would have been tough to you so far um i think just being very thorough with my answers and making sure that i have all the correct information and it all being right and stuff and um, i'm taking a gcc course through um criminal justice so just being thorough and making sure that like i'm mature with what i say and um speaking older than um how old i am 
Yeah. yeah. Well, you're doing a good job on this podcast, but I think how cool is it to be in a college experience, you know, as a junior in high school? It was definitely like a struggle at first because it was something I'm not used to, but it's towards the end of it. So we're like kind of like cracking down on all of our projects and handing in everything and it's I'm starting to get more used to the routine. Yeah, absolutely. Can you only imagine now with what you have under your belt how next year is going to be? Yeah, I feel like a breeze, and I'm ready for it. I'm excited to come back. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Uh, David, so if you're a person that is, you know, have maybe, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm an eighth grader, I'm a ninth grader, you know, and, you know, what would be your sell to have a student that, you know, that should really pursue a BOCES experience, you know, hands-on learning you know, like, what would you say to them as far as why they should do it? What are the benefits and how it should be something they should consider? I think it should be something that they should do because just the instructor up there, Mr. Frank, he's pretty great. He's not ever, like, mean to somebody because they've messed something up. Like, he's always willing to give you another shot. And just the experience is great because there's a lot of stuff that you don't have at home that you can use there. And also the people... Like our class, like the seniors, they're pretty great. There's not one person that you don't get along with or that you want to fight or something like that. Everyone works together. or You can all do like a project with two people or three people. And it's just pretty nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, definitely a place I'd love to, to jump into. So last question for both of you, same question. What does it mean to be a part, you know, to be inducted in, you know, into this NTHS? And, you know, what, what, what does that stand for you and, and why did you pursue it? Because I want to set myself up for a better future, and I'm just determined to push myself to be better every day. I think that it's pretty cool to have it on your belt, and I also think that it looks pretty good for colleges, or even getting hired, I think that that would put you over everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said at the beginning, I mean, you know, to go about and get into this, you actually had to do something. It wasn't just, oh, you're just going to get picked. And I think that that's what I love to see when Knights have that initiative. You put good, good skill work with good you know, dedication, with initiative. I mean, the sky's the limit of what can happen. So, listen, I appreciate you guys taking time to be on the podcast. And we're excited to celebrate, uh, you know, all six of you uh, that have been a part of this. And like I said, if you missed our social media post, make sure to check that out. See all six of our Knights that made it to an NTHS. And make sure to go out of your way to congratulate them because we're very, very proud. So, Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to bring our senior high counselors back on. Uh, every time we have them on, there's usually some big things coming up and some uh, very important and vital information and reminders that um, are always great to hear. So I'm excited to have them here. Uh, we have Mrs. Ronan and Mr. Dwyer. Uh, they both have just recently uh, finished doing their junior meetings and meeting with each student individually, uh, not only at the junior uh, level, but the entire uh, senior high, for that matter, for the scheduling process. Uh, we have some uh, uh, big events uh, coming up uh, virtually this year, as well as some inf important information that we're going to cover today. So I'll start off with Mr. Dwyer. Uh, why don't you talk to us about the, uh, the next opportunity uh, that's out there for junior parents and even some sophomore parents, for that matter, uh, virtually coming up for the college process. Yeah, so next Thursday, we'll uh, luckily be able to host our annual college admissions information night. 
Um, this year it's going to be virtual, which actually might be a little bit easier for people to attend. Um, you can do it right from the comfort of your own home. So that's going to take place next Thursday from 6.30 to 8. Um, we're going to have Allison Boland that, uh, with us from Hobart William Smith College. She's an assistant, athletic, or assistant admissions director there. Um, she'll give a broad overview of the college admissions process, how to go about searching for your prospective colleges. She'll touch on a little bit of financial aid. Um, and then also in regards to, you know, what the requirements are um, in regards to applying to schools next fall. As we saw some changes this fall, a lot of schools being test optional. Uh, a lot of juniors are kind of gearing up right now talking about uh, testing plans, you know, for the spring and, you know, an upcoming fall. So that'll be a great night for, you know, uh, students and parents, you know, to get a little bit more information on what can be a overwhelming process. But um, starting it early enough um, and doing your homework ahead of time can actually make it a you know a really exciting um, and, and seamless process. And just to add on that too, having been there uh, multiple times myself, you know I think if you're a first time uh, you know college bound parent, you know the, this is a night that is I think just vital. I I, I can't stress enough because you're literally going to talk to a person who is. You know, that's their job. They're accepting, you know, students into a college. And I think the questions that you could generate and or the contact that you'll get from here to be able to maybe send an email down the road uh, is is really valuable. So I think, you know, I haven't had a college uh, bound student yet. Uh, Mr. Dwyer has neither, but Mrs. Ronan has. And, and Mrs. Ronan, talk to us about why your what would be your biggest sell to have a parent, um, you know, attend this night? Well, definitely, like you said, if you're a first-time parent um, going through the process, um, it, very valuable information. As far as the contact, um, whether it's this night or just making a contact uh, with the college um, admissions person at the schools that your student is looking at, um, whether it be um, emails, um, in-person visits, I know which are hopefully going to be happening in the near future, um, any kind of virtual visits, that personal connection that you have, um, they're there to help your student get accepted. So they have uh, wonderful advice and you can get uh, personalized um, help and your questions answered. So any type of uh, connection you can have with the admission staff at the colleges your, your students looking at um, is invaluable. Can't agree more. So that is uh, April uh, 22nd uh, on, from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. All the info is on our website also in our newsletter as well, and an email went out to everyone uh, that has all that info as well. Um, uh, Mrs. Uh, Rona, talk to us about some of the other aspects and things that you've been, you know, kind of prepping these students with, you know, as, as we get, you know, as these guys kind of look into the potential of college careers and, and, and what they're going to be looking for their future. Yeah, part of the piece of um, when Mr. Dwyer and I sat down with the students to pick their uh, senior year courses, is we also had them get into their Naviance accounts again. We do a little bit every year with uh, career um, uh, exploration and, and planning and also doing um, a really good college search for those college-bound students. Um, just if they're still looking at, um, you know, what schools offer the major you're looking at, um, things of that nature. Um, so hopefully they're uh, working on that at, on their own um, as well. In addition, currently, um, we've had some juniors taking um, SATs and ACTs so far. Definitely, um, we're stressing for students to take um, one or the other um, or both uh, prior to the end of junior year. Um, you can take those tests beginning of senior year, but you don't want to wait till senior year to take it for the first time. 
um, like Mr. Dwyer uh, referenced, um, you know, times are a little bit different and many colleges are going test optional, but um, even if that is the case, they're still recommending students take the test and some colleges may require them next year um, for their application. So definitely looking at taking uh, SATs or ACTs, any type of visits, again, um, whether they be, they be virtual visits, we've offered that throughout the school year. Um, those virtual open houses, hopefully this summer as things hopefully open up a bit more. Um, nothing takes um, away the experience of um, physically being on the college campus because, um, you know, all these websites look great. Um, they're, you know, marketing their school, but uh, nothing replaces um, actual contact, whether it be, you know, a virtual uh, visit or contact with the admissions rep or getting on their campus. And then I would say the last thing um, for students to kind of take a look at is, um, all the juniors are eligible to take uh, two free classes this summer through GCC through their Promise Plus program. Um, the packet that we gave out um, during their counseling or their uh, scheduling meeting with us um, had a page on that information. We'll probably remind students again um, a bit about that, but that's a great way if a student is looking to take uh, one or two classes free of charge this summer through GCC. Um, that's a great opportunity too. Yeah, some some great advice. And I think, you know, Mr. Dwyer, if, you know, in, in kind of like making a short list of things that, you know, if, if you are going to be taking your junior, you know, going into this time of the year, you know, what would be that short list of things that you want to make sure that, you know, our families that are thinking college bound are really narrowing in and utilizing this, this what will be a very quick time period here between now and this time next year? I think it's really important at this time to kind of hone in on, you know, you know, a college major that you may or may not be interested in and what schools offer that and start from there. Try to develop a small or maybe a large list in some situations and try to book some visits. You know, as, as Mrs. Ronan said, that the opportunity to get on a campus and, and see what it feels like, um, you know, is invaluable. You know, and I think getting those visits done ahead of time so we sit down you know, for your senior meeting, your senior year, we can really put a game plan together about how we want to approach the application process. And again, helps alleviate some of that, you know, overwhelming stress that can be when you've, you know, done your homework and you've shopped around a couple different places. We can have those in-depth conversations about, you know, what one school may offer, what one school may not. Um, really get down to the nuts and bolts of, you know, that decision-making process. I know a lot of our current seniors right now are in the process of making those final decisions and, um, you know, some students, it was much easier for them based on the, you know, the information that they gathered and, the, you know, the research they did on their own. So um, definitely encourage families to, you know, to look at getting on a campus, you know, whether it be, um, you know, throughout the summer or, you know, you know, between now and the end of the school year, um, definitely, you know, encourage them to, to do that. And I think, you know, as we uh, get ready, you know, for the end of this school year, um, you know, we can't stress enough about just the academic aspect of how strong it is or how important it is for students to have a, a strong finish here. And I think, you know, obviously the transcript is a very important uh, tool that students can use for, you know, for themselves, you know, to make a case, to get into, you know, the places that they want to go. Um, and it's, it's really, really important. Shifting gears quickly, you know, I think to... Um, just kind of where you guys, you know, look at the, uh, you know, college and career bound, you know, kind of where we are here in 2021. I mean, any type of tips or any thoughts as far as what, you know, students, you know, if they don't know what they're thinking about at this point, you know, maybe I don't know if I want to go to college. Maybe I want to get into, you know, you know, go right into a, a, a career, you know, give us, you know, some thoughts around the lay of the land around 
people that just don't know what they want to do yet? I think as, if you're if you're college bound, I mean, you can definitely go in undecided. I mean, a lot of students, um, myself included, I mean, you may think you know what you want to do, and you know, may change your major, you know, once you're there. So I don't think that there's. Um, I think a lot of students put a lot of pressure on themselves to know exactly what they want to do um, before they, you know, graduate. And I think that's kind of tough because. Um, oftentimes people are changing careers throughout their lives. So I think it's first of all okay if you don't know exactly what you want to do the rest of your life. You might have a lot of different interests and abilities so that could be hard to navigate. I know in a normal year we offer job shadows for juniors so that's been kind of tough. That's a, a great way to uh, get an idea of that's something, you know, a particular career you're looking to go into um, and we're hoping to get that back in place, you know, for next school year. Um, because our, if that is the case, our job shadow coordinator works with seniors you know, as well as juniors to help with that. Yeah, and I would, and I would say for the, you know, the non-college bound students that are just not interested in pursuing that, you know, there's a ton of opportunities, um, you know, through skilled trades and other um, professions, you know, that don't require, that don't require a college degree. Um, you know, Mrs. Ronan, you know, have a lot of resources that we can sit down and again, and have those in-depth conversations, um, you know, and set you up with some, you know, information that, We'll allow you to explore that a little bit deeper and see if it's something you know you're interested in you know if you're a current junior and you're sitting here and you're thinking you're not sure what you want to do and you're thinking you might be interested in a trade you can go to BOCES you know as a senior and, and you know and experience one of those programs and you know even if you walk away from it not knowing you know not thinking that's something you want to do um, you know that's another you know tool you can put in your back pocket and you, you know it will come in handy you know in the real you know in your real life and adult life you know someday so yeah, great advice, and I really appreciate the effort that you guys are uh, putting into our, our juniors every year, and it's a really vi you know, vital and, and important stretch of, of, of their career for sure. Uh, so as a reminder, uh, April 22nd, 630 to 8 o'clock is our annual college night, and uh, it's open to anyone uh, to, to check out virtually this year. All the info is on our website and in the email that went home. Uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to uh, Mrs. Ronan or Mr. Dwyer. Uh, thank you guys for joining the podcast this week and uh, enjoy the finish here of the fourth quarter. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week, just so many great things going on. I'm not going to single out uh, one post, so I'm having you check out every post from this week. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, just see all the amazing things that our Knights are doing, and a little bit of everything this week uh, with videos and pictures and competitions and big announcements, so uh, make sure to check us out, and we appreciate your follow, and we appreciate your support. Uh, we are excited to uh, uh, re release our report cards. Our report cards are out for the third marking period. Uh, we'll, be at, we'll be so by the end of the day on Friday the 16th. Uh, and then next week, we'll be excited to announce our Academic Achievement Award. So stay tuned for that. As always from Wack and Night Country, go Knights!